1: And it is twenty one hundred Eastern. That is 0200 Zulu in here in the Green Dragon Tavern, and you know what that means. It is time to get lit, live, and loud. The Sons of Liberty are holding our weekly meeting to talk about what is all that is well and some of the things that are not so well uh, that are going on in the world. And we're going to be talking about uh, quite a bit of that tonight, the spice absolutely 100 percent must flow and it is uh very much looking like it's gonna be flowing in georgia the devil went down to georgia and we're gonna be breaking down this incident we're gonna be uh diving into it a little bit deeper than i think a lot of people in the alternative media had uh previously going up into this i think there's gonna be some interesting things that are uh gonna be coming out this weekend Tomorrow, of course, is the planned "quote unquote" day of rage, and I think that the language that the left is using very interesting, and and that is a um, this is a a development, uh, a, a uptick in their aggression, is what I'm trying to say, and and when they are outright threatening law enforcement, which is what they are doing. Um, This, you know, they're not making any bones about it. Um, This, this is classic Marxism. This is classic Marxist revolution as you are framing a revolution. Um, You know, I have advocated many times over the years to, you know, everybody that will listen to watch the battle of Algiers. That is the most important film to watch on revolutionary politics and how Marxist revolution occurs. And if you haven't seen that film, you need to watch it. It's not the most entertaining film. Okay. It's, it's an old black and white film. It's in French. There's subtitles. You actually have to pay attention to it. I know, I know. Put down your phone for five seconds and watch this two hour long film. But if you want to understand how the left operates, that film is, is how you do it. And that is exactly what has happened here. They create a narrative, right? And and we're going to be diving into what that narrative is exactly, but they create a narrative. They frame that narrative and the narrative always revolves around the establishment, some, some form of authority playing the role of an oppressor That has killed one of theirs so that now they get to be the victim and they have a martyr. All right. And this is a call to action for greater violence down the road. Right. This is what they call direct action. So this is a very big uptick in things. Uh, This is very different than. Um, what we saw in Tacoma with, uh, Willie Van Broughton, um, the, the folk singer out there that was lighting, uh, uh, the ice vehicles on fire and, and, you know, they popped him, you know, this, this is a very different thing. And the, the, the potential for mass collective action, which is specifically the, the term that they use, um, that's they the potential's high. Um, I, so, you know, th- there's that, of course, there's a lot that's going on, on, you know, the, the international picture, there's some interesting developments coming out of the Biden administration that we're going to be talking about, maybe if we can get to it. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to have, uh, some interesting takes on all of that, but, but one more thing, admin thing that I have to point out, uh, as we're waiting for our other co-hosts to get in here. Uh, so last week we talked about, uh, you know, the, the last portion of the show, shadow banning and, um, you know, kind of where this podcast is headed, where things are going. Um, and, you know, I said last week, optimistically that we would be doing a live stream that will be moving to rumble primarily and YouTube, um, since that time, since that time, Uh, I had one strike that was still on the channel on YouTube, and I want to make something very clear. I don't do anything with YouTube. Um, The podcast was auto-posting over there, right? Uh, Podbean on the back end, they allow you to auto-post stuff, like it auto-populates into different places. Um, it's, It's one of the advantages of using Podbean versus some of the other services that are out there. And, uh, so I had one strike against the channel. Then I got a second one and the first one ended up going away, but I still have one. And now they are in the middle of, when I say they, YouTube is in the middle of, uh, going back into very old, uh, videos of, of a lot of different content creators out there and putting strikes on their channel. And we got one as well. Uh, Radio Contra got one as well. Once more for what they claim is spreading disinformation. Now, they don't give any specifics. They don't say anything, you know, aside from you're spreading disinformation and we're going to take your video away, right? Well, you know, hey, it is what it is, um, but I don't see personally that YouTube is viable for this podcast. We're going to be working with Rumble exclusively. Um, but I ran into a couple of very small hiccups earlier today in getting all of that squared away and interfacing, uh, some of the stuff, because again, it's a one man show and I've got a whole lot of irons in the fire. Uh, so, you know, I, I can't do all things and and be all things. So, uh, next week I'm going to be teaching all week. So there's not going to be a lot of. Content coming out There's definitely not going to be a son's liberty um, because, you know, I'm running class. And and as longtime listeners know, that takes a priority. Right. You know, when I'm running a class that is that is a full time 24 seven assignment that I am with the students. Um, But there is going to be quite a bit of content that's going to be put up exclusively on Rumble. It is going to be over there. So a lot of your questions that you've emailed me from the book, because there's been a lot. And uh, it's the, the response has been overwhelmingly great. And I, I really, really appreciate it. But a lot of people are emailing me very simple questions um, that are answered explicitly in the book. So, you know, when when you're asking me about, you know, what button do I press for this? Please don't do that. Um, You're cluttering up my inbox. I have way too much on the plate already. Um, But, you know, with that said, I'm honored that you're reaching out. Okay, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, um, you know, read the book. Have some reading comprehension and then, you know, then we'll we'll take it from there. But Over the years, I've distilled down the the most common questions that people ask regarding different gear, techniques, what have you, Um, and I'm going to be making videos on that. So, you know, everything from operational techniques to how to program equipment in the field, how to troubleshoot stuff, improvised antennas, signals, intelligence topics, all of those, right? We're going to be covering all of those. So I'm really excited for this, and, and, you know, just like with the book, and of course I'm I'm in the middle of writing the upcoming uh, signals intelligence manual as well. Uh it's going to be done in a way that it hasn't been done before. You know, that's one of the reasons that the book is such a success because it we're we're taking a topic that typically uh amateur radio and uh prepping and kind of the uh you know let's let's put on chess rigs and and go walk around in the woods kind of you know all all of those mutually exclusive worlds right for the most part think of it as a venn diagram and there's some overlap in there but there there really isn't too many people who are able to put all those things together and distill that knowledge down. And it's, it's questions that I had when I came out of the army, you know, being, being a, a trigger puller, being 11 Bravo, um, you know, I had some skills with communications and when I got out, I realized that there was a hell of a lot that I didn't know. Um, the deeper that I got into this stuff and I was looking for, you know, what's the civilian side equivalent to capabilities that I had when I was in the army. And the answer to all of that is, is that there's not necessarily, but there's a lot of better options if you're able to think on your toes and understand your equipment. Uh, So anyhow, I am really looking forward to getting all of that stuff. with uh, video content that I think is going to be well received. And it's on a platform that is growing by leaps and bounds and respects the freedom of speech, right? Respects politics of conservative Americans who have a right to speak. YouTube obviously does not. And, you know, while I know that that would gain a much larger following short term, I'm, I'm not dealing with them. Um, this is, and, and, you know, when you look at the number of views that each one of these podcasts were getting on YouTube, you know, it, it, it wasn't that many. All right. It wasn't that many because podcasts are not really YouTube. Um, they're not really oriented to YouTube content. Uh, you know, you take a podcast, that's an hour, two hours long. People aren't listening to that on YouTube. They're just not. Um, that the, if you look at that content, they those types of videos don't have a lot of views on them. it it's if if you're listening to podcasts on YouTube, it's always snippets of it that's done by a content producer, right um, and and what my, my point about that is is that when you're taking a video that has hundreds of views, not thousands, Not tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands, but hundreds of views because we don't really do a lot with it. I don't really push it out there, right? And YouTube is going in and putting strikes on things that are, in in the case of one of those videos, it's almost a year old. They're, They're going back. They have certain accounts they have flagged, and they're going back and they're looking for reasons. And so I think that that pursuing that option of getting that knowledge out there, um, if it's going to be making some asshole rich that it, that is looking forward to stomping out your your freedom of speech, then nah, you know, it, it's no, nah, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to do that. But Rumble, on the other hand, absolutely is. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't think that there's anything in big tech that's a perfect solution. But Rumble's an up-and-coming uh, option, and and so I'm really excited to get some of this content kicked out there, you know. But anyhow, anyhow, I've been jacking my jaw for 13 minutes now. The man, the myth, the legend, the brain behind tactical wisdom, and the man who was personally insulted by apparently uh, heavy weapons expert uh, Michael Tracy today my very good friend, Joe Dolio.
2: That was an epic moment in history. Uh, and, and I think I, I played it pretty well. I believe <laughs> but, uh, many folks said I murdered Michael Tracy today. Um, I mean, bro, the Marine Corps doesn't have any tanks. It doesn't have any Bradley APCs. And I know that a Bradley is not a tank, moron. Anyway, that, that was a good moment. That was a good moment.
1: So your your video or your video, your audio is a little bit low. So whatever it was you were doing last week,
2: yeah, if you could do I'm that in the again, car and I'm about to get out of the car, so that's ah
1: okay, okay, sweet. Um, but yeah, it, it, I I think this really something I almost sent over to you today was that the the irony of all of the uh virology experts which magically became cardiology experts, which magically became geopolitical experts who are now all of a sudden armored vehicle experts. Uh, They're, they're explaining to me what constitutes a, a armored vehicle and all the little nuances. And it's so funny because none of these people were ever fucking doctors. None of these people were ever scientists. None of these people were ever, uh, you know, side diplomats. None of these people were ever in the in the military. Period. Um,
2: I had one tanker finally reach out to me and be like, "Bro, why are you wasting your time on a dude who's never seen or ridden in a Bradley? That's dumb." Yeah. I'm like, "You know, that's a great point." So,
1: yeah, it is. It is. I mean, Tracy. Tracy yeah, is. I mean, he's also refuses yeah. to take the L, man. Well, yeah, it's. I mean, he hangs out with Greenwald and and you know that crowd and you know I I mean I like Glenn um in in some cases you know as an absolutist for uh, freedom of speech and um, you know the the government accountability I respect him there's a lot of other views that he has I mean Glenn Glenn Greenwald is is not a friend of of the American patriot. Uh, by any means, he's he's just the ally of convenient cable together. Um, you know, it just is what it is. So those those guys look, they look to their follower count and they look to, to things like that for validity. And that's it. Like, that's long and short of it. I'm going to tell you, know, you all so.
2: that he managed to accomplish today was selling more books for me. So, uh, I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that, yeah and, he
1: he called he called your tactical wisdom series pamphlets, yeah, uh, pamphlets
2: brochures, a... whatever. So when he, <laughs> when, he, when he takes me up on my offer for a free book, I'm like, oh, but bro, you said they're brochures. I don't have any brochures. Can't help you.
3: So
1: ah, well, you're a bigger man than me. I you know you if if you offered him a free book, that's I wouldn't offer him shit. Well, I see. After you after buy you it like everybody them, else. Like, Can I
2: send you one to help you uh, learn this problem, brother? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it's I, it's just hubris. You know, it it's that arrogance. And, you know, it, but it, here, here's something, though. Here's something. You, I mean, dealing with those types, which, you know, the, the, the scenario wasn't the same. But whenever you're dealing with people on social media, and, you know, I, I do this stuff for fun. When when I get a little, uh, you know, testy with people online, I, I'm actually laughing at them. I'm not getting angry. Like, that's not like, you know, it, it it's what I'm doing when I say things. I'm just trolling people at that point because I know that I have a captive audience. See, at that's that point. it. Like
2: everyone who was I just fucking was all laughing at him. He's the only one getting worked up over it. And he goes. Well, all you, all you army tank guys are getting all worked up. No, we're not. <laughs> you are.
1: Like, like, I mean, right. You know, like when you, you have people that they, they can't take the ill and then they just resort to spitting out ad hominems and it's like, all right, man, you know, like this, this is obviously going somewhere, you know, this is obviously very professional at this point. Um, it's just. You know but but every every field has it. The, the gun field has it you know the, the the gun community has it. the communications community is absolutely mind-numbingly stupid about it because you have already like semi-autistic people anyway and they just like spurge out over the little shit like did, did you know for example did you know that uh with that that Suit. It will be so much better than the one in your hand that you can hand out to several people in the form of a bow thing that costs a fraction of the price. Nah, bro. Like, you did you know $800. that?
2: $800. You have to.
1: Got got to. You got to. It's just, it, it's that gatekeeping, man. And, and you, you see it in everything. Like, you see it in everything. It, it's, um, you know, I was talking about that with uh, the primary arms guys. And uh, the, the gatekeeping in the optics world of, you know, oh, you have to have this or you have to have that. And it's like, man, you know, at the end of the day, like your, your $300 LPVO was a total, when, when the ACSS came out, that was a total game changer in the shooting world. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. You can like all the, the snobby, you know, look down my nose at the pores type type guys that are out there. Like I got high-end equipment too. Like, you know, I'm I'm looking over at Sons of Liberty Gunworks rifle, you know, with a, a nightforce NX8 on it, and uh and, and my PEC fifteen, right? I, I got nice kit, you know. I also have budget kit, you know. I also have things that that I can supply other people with because it's the logistics behind it right but you know like i'm in a unique position where where i can do that you know what i mean if if all you need is a hammer like you're you're not a professional carpenter you're not out there framing up walls right you know you don't you don't necessarily need the nicest hammer on the shelf like could you get it yeah but you don't necessarily need that you can get away with You know, maybe going to Harbor Freight and getting that hammer, something that you know you're just using to to tack up pictures on the wall or whatever, fix little things around the house, right? You know, it's things like that. And with you know the the inexpensive, low power variable optic, that ACSS reticle, you're gonna get a lot more riflemen that now have that capability than telling people, you know, oh, well, you can't shoot worth a shit if you don't have a night force or loophole or, you know, us optics back when, when they were uh, top tier, you know, and, and it's that kind of gatekeeping. It's like, well, you know, you, you might as well just be telling that guy it's pointless. Like you're, you're going to turn him off, you know? And, and uh, we were having that conversation. I mean, of course, Primary arms makes high end stuff too, you know, but they have their budget line for that reason. And, and we went in depth on that for anybody that hasn't listened to that interview you definitely need to, man. Um, cool dudes. Really, really cool dudes. You know, originally, uh, I'll tell you something, too, about that podcast, and and, and I'll shut up. Um, that one originally was just supposed to be with their marketing guy. Um, and when it, it got around the office, you know, they, they were going to be on this podcast, other guys jumped in.
3: It was a hell of a lot
1: of fun. Like uh, we talked a little bit off air. We had a hell of a lot of fun, uh, and then to have primary uh, or uh, Palmetto State Armory right after that, like literally right after that, for me it was like that was that was almost three hours of of incredible conversation about how we are literally spreading freedom. Like those those are the words. From Palmetto State Armory specifically, we are spreading freedom, and you know I'm, I'm telling you if if you don't get fired up about that and you don't get motivated by that, if you know you're down in the dumps, you're all pilled about shit, oh you know I'm, I don't know this this sucks, and you don't get motivated by that, I'm telling you like you don't have a pulse, you know because when you hear that when you hear the lead designer for palmetto state Armory saying the atf is going to do what they're going to do and we ain't stopping what we're doing when you hear them say that you know what side they're on i'm just saying i'm just saying
2: it's funny that you would say all that because it dovetails nicely with the article i wrote on my website this week that said hey man you don't need all that get what works oh, yeah. for you and all that other stuff that these guys talk about all the gear queens on Twitter. That stuff looks great on a safe in the safe and out on the range, doesn't feel good on mile four of a ten mile hump.
1: Nah, nah. There was some dude. I don't know. Somebody tagged me in something, and I I stay away from that shit because they it, people tag me in a lot of stuff. But they tagged me in something. There was some jackass that was called himself a gear maker or something, and like he was he was ragging on radio topics and he's sitting there talking about secure channels and what what was it he it was secure channels was one of them and the other one was antenna overload and i'm like and and he's talking about handheld radios right so he's, he's talking about bow things and like um you know high terror was the other one that he was bringing up which um i've got a picture of a high terror that insurgent was using and in in the upcoming sigant book and talk about exactly how that radio was exploited and yes is dmr radio so that's gonna piss in some people's cornflakes but i saw that and dude dude's of course a a gear maker you know and because they all are every every, everybody with a sewing machine and and some cordura is calling themselves a gear maker these days right and um poke around is his very limited catalog and i'm like people ain't going to wear this shit. Like, I, I know damn well you ain't selling none of this. Like, this this is, you know, and it's all appealing to, like, a certain type of audience, you know? Like, the 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 uh, 21 and under, like, that 17 to 21 age range where, like, they watch way too fucking much YouTube and Instagram and all that shit. And, like, the, you know, they, they want to do cool shit. Like, look, you know, and I know there's probably some people that are listening to this and they're like, damn, he's ragging on him again. Um, although I did get some emails from some of y'all out there that was like, attaboy, keep kicking them in the nuts because they do need adult supervision. Right. I, I don't want to get into the Dakota Meyer trap of like all the heat that he got and everything because, you know, he, these these kids, the, their hearts in the right place. All right. Their heart is 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 hundred percent in the right place, and and I respect that, and I respect their, their desire to train. But I'm I'm just asking them, please seek adult supervision. Find a guy like, find somebody, and and you know you don't it ain't got to be me. There, there's a lot of great trainers out there, okay, in in their respective fields. Find a trainer who has some bona fides. Okay, who, who has done some things at some point in time and, and can say, yes, you know, like I was in the sandbox for a little bit. This is how this shit works. Because, uh, man, when you're talking, like, communications, for example, when you're talking about, quote, unquote, secure channels, like, the sitting fucking Star Trek guy. Like, yeah, you know, like, it's not how this works, man. Like, that's, that's not honest. how it works. You're not doing
2: anything that anyone really cares about bro I'm just going to be honest with you
3: (laughs) you
1: this is true this is true this is true you're not that you're not that that important like you know secure channel and antenna overload I'm like so let's, let's quantify that like are you talking about swr issues because the, you know, a factory antenna on a handheld may have a, a bad SWR. Like, you know, I talk about that in class, but, um, it, you know, it's it is a, it is engineered to not burn the radio up. Like and I talk about that in the book, too. I mean, in the antenna section, like, you know, very briefly in layman's terms, like this is what all this means. This is how you figure this out. This is how you build your own antennas, right? Um, you know, and, and very simple. Like, everything is broken down. Real, real simple. Like, this, this is how you do this. And you can build it out of uh, simple things. So, you ain't got to worry about antenna overload, right? Uh, whatever that is supposed to mean. Like, I, I mean, antenna overload in, in technical terms is when you're putting too much energy into an antenna and you end up burning it up. Um, which I have seen, I have seen that happen. Um, you know, somebody running a thousand watts into a, infid antenna that wasn't properly grounded and, and stuff started glowing. That's how you make your own Jacob's ladder, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, thought what? antenna
4: overload was when you put your antenna in that top pouch on your rucksack and then your antennas over your load. so i couldn't help myself man i couldn't help myself oh
1: that would be the one the only johnny paratrooper my gentle little koala (laughs) what's up man
4: i got a i got a new laser level for work and uh man, this thing's on another level, dude. This thing's on another level.
1: Hell yeah. yeah. I thought about you the other day, man. Oh uh,
4: man, what uh what what happened? So
1: apparently What's the setup? Apparently somebody out there on a much bigger platform was doing an interview with one of those fucking former so-and-so's like it was like sean ryan or somebody i don't don't know but um he was he he was talking about being qualified Mm -hmm. and 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 so like there was this whole back and forth that i saw about like people were like what the fuck is being qualified and i'm like man it then like oh "Oh, yeah i used to i used to
4: qualify I used oh, to qualify yeah. for an hour before pt every morning oh. just hang in there mm. just hang in there and you like yeah. that is not uh i mean qualifying is like uh it's kind of like getting your locks in on an an, an opponent in in jujitsu and like just holding yeah, on it is. like that,
1: yep. that's exactly what it is
4: actually. It, it is it's the same move you got to find the right tree I, I, used to know, ex- I used to know by touch whether or not I could qualify on a tree Sounds or not. Like, c- cause it's gotta be the right size. It's gotta be scaled to your body size. Um, you know, a big, tall private is not gonna qualify on the same tree as a short, Mm-mm. uh, lightweight private. Like it's,
1: Mm-mm. it's just not gonna happen. Mm-mm. Nah, man, it it's in something that, that we were always told it's not hazing. If it has training value. Correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hazing if it makes them a better soldier. There was some incident. hazing is okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had some. We had some incidents. We had some incidents uh, when I uh, my first duty station was Schofield Barracks, and uh, we had some incidents. I'll just put it like that um it was uh, our uh brigade brigade had some we had we had a lot of uh struggle sessions about hazing so it was it was hazing and drugs we had a lot of drugs too it was I mean, people people were were getting all up in arms about Third Group, you know, and all the stuff going on with Third Group, which, you know, uh, I mean, whatever. Like, it's it's not whatever, but it, it's like, look, you know, you get enough guys together, like the the whole culture of Fort Bragg, like that's not out of the ordinary. No, what, what was going not. on with Third Group is not out of the ordinary. It just the, hit the news uh, in a slow news cycle.
4: There's also a, like a geographic consideration. Like I, I had, the yeah. I was, uh, I was cleaning the commander's office once and the um, New York city soldiers in the unit were and the Jersey guys were getting in a lot of trouble with the guys from Florida and Miami, a lot of trouble. And it was like, it was a yeah. readiness issue. Like we were about to lose 10% of our company. And, um, I mean, they were really taking it to the nines. And I remember him saying like, I remember him saying like, man, we got to fucking keep an eye on these guys from Jersey and New York and Miami. And it, and it's, it just wasn't something that I'd considered, but like those guys would go home for that four day and then they'd come back and it's like, you know, they'd been in the club, like, you know with the case of the sniffles all weekend like and they brought back a case of the sniffles and <laughs> like it, it man yeah. they're just trouble like you gotta you gotta me the oh. best way to stay out of trouble in the in the in the army is to go to the gym and yeah. or you know get with your boys and make sure it's like a barbecue weekend and an open invitation for the platoon and then it's yeah. not fraternizing. Because it's an open Wait. invitation for everybody in the platoon, so nobody feels left out, and um, and and then you know if if the if the even one leadership is uh, there, you know you're you're basically good to go. You know yeah. you're you're not going to have dudes, uh, you know, with a case of uh, the sniffles in in the bathroom <laughs> at your party, like it's because. Yes. Everybody's I mean, right it, it
1: was it was common though. I mean, you've got ninety-five yeah, right there. You know, like it's Fayetteville, Fayetteville, and Lumberton, and you know that whole corridor of of uh, you know Rayford and uh, Moore County, and you know, and and um, going all the way down to the South Carolina border. You know, and and really uh, headed up you know, North to, to, uh, Wilson and, and like that area up there, it's all like that. That's a big drug corridor and Fayetteville would be bad. Anyway, Fayetteville is, is really yeah. bad because, because of that. A lot of people uh, have commonly contributed the crime rate in Fayetteville to Fort Bragg. And that, that's not really true, but, um, <clears throat> you know, when, yeah, when the, you think about the
4: it, I-95 like, drug corridor is, is, uh big there's actually like dedicated yeah. units in homeland security in the dea yeah. for
1: it yep and uh well you know when you have guys that are sitting in garrison right? um one of the quotes and, and i mean this was last week so it, it was what it was but one of the quotes that that i read and i don't remember which uh which, which news outlet it was but there was a guy's uh it's always unnamed right? Quote, unquote, unnamed. And, um, you know, I don't know if this dude was actually there or not, because, again, unnamed source, shit could be made up. You don't know. But uh, the guy was like, this is what happens when you have soldiers sitting too long in garrison. They don't have any mission, you know, whatever. Um, You know, and and there were some guys on the net that were kind of up in arms about that statement. Um, I I neither agree nor disagree. Uh, When you have the reality is is that when you have a bunch of guys that, that are together in a unit that are alpha type personalities, right. You know, which is, is what you get in that world. Like you, you're, you're getting a a whole bunch, like you, 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 your, your personality type is self-selecting for whether you make it into that world or not, you know? And when, when you have all those guys together and, you know, there's, you, you got to keep a tight rein on them. You know, it's, it's like running any other kind of crew, like running a construction crew, running brick Mason crew, like landscaping crew, any, any of those, you got to keep a tight rein on those boys. Cause they're going to get wild. Like that, that's what happens. Like you're, you know, they, those guys were, were already like your, your meat eating trigger puller types that end up, you know, in, in the 82nd, you know, your combat arms units, um you know lurse where i was and you know the ranger community like you know and, and over in sf and CAG and everything else like those those guys were a little rough around the edges before they went in the army like in in most cases like they they were Agreed. already yeah like if, i i like, agree with that like
4: the uh yeah there there there's a um yeah the uh birds of a feather definitely flock together you also get the mentality like uh after we had a like a so there's something called suicide clustering where like if one guy takes his life you'll you're definitely probably going to see it again over especially in an institution uh that's as tight-knit as like the the 82nd you're definitely going to see some other suicides and and the highest probability of them happening is within a few weeks of the most recent one and they yep. string together, and you'll you and and so we had a, we we had uh, some clustering, and I had to, I had to go talk to somebody because a few of my friends uh, took their lives, man. And one of what the no, with the therapist helped me with is I was a little I was confused, and I asked like I'm just not sure what like why this happens. Like I knew these guys, like these guys make good decisions and the the uh the doctor uh in, in it said it had something sh- uh short and sweet to say which is a mark of genius and the the doctor said look you know you're with a group of people and there's really nothing else like it and, yeah. except for a couple other niches in the world and part of your is to be willing to just do something like like a, like a highly mo- – you you're around people, and, and you can't see it because you're around them, but they live at such a high level of motivation, and they will just, with the snap of a fingers do something like jump out of an airplane in the middle of the night, 500 feet above ground level, with 145 pounds of equipment, <laughs> and and perform an airfield seizure, and then march 25 miles. And he's like, that's not – really something most people wake up and do in the morning. And, yeah. and he's like, they're gonna see the world in a different way and then act on it and their perception, their, their mentality, the, uh, you know, what, what they see as having value or not having value can shift in seconds. And that right. is, that is what you are struggling with right now. And it's aggravating. Imagine how we feel, you know, everybody at Fort Bragg that's trying to keep you guys from tearing yourselves apart because yeah. it's it's a constant ongoing process. And also we've seen a lot of war in the last 20 years. And um, I, I mean, I can understand there would be their own issues now because there is no war. And like you say, Scout, you need your mo- your group or your movement needs a, a superordinate goal upon which to yep. center themselves. Yep. And yep. if you, if you have a bunch of warriors and no war, mm, that's a little, it's a little hard to get your guys out of bed in the morning or yeah. keep them even keep a bed for them around. They might end up getting themselves kicked out to bigger, more interesting, more uh, chaotic designs, like uh, going back to that hood rat life or Um, going back to the, the grind of like swinging a hammer and coal mining in the, in the small town and off-roading like the, there's a lot of people out there that have been kicked out of the military and you wouldn't know it. Um, there's, uh, there's quite a few people that didn't really make it. Uh, not that they weren't bad people or that they weren't good soldiers, but it's not for everybody. Certainly it's, um,
1: no, man, you know, like, like, uh, I put a guy out. I chaptered a chapter dude out. I chaptered out a few guys, but you know, I, I mean it was a couple of them, they were shitheads, man. Like Yeah, some was, people earn you know, it. For I sure. could wait for them to be gone. Like
4: Yeah, they definitely was, earn it. Bad. Some guys earn it.
1: Yeah, but but there was one guy in particular, man. Like he wasn't a bad dude. Like he, he got chaptered out. Um there was some some he he had some unique circumstances. I'm I'm not gonna go too deep into it, but his his case was um definitely a unique one and you know he he wasn't getting separated for you know bad conduct or he did anything wrong um you know it, it was th- there was some there were some family circumstances that that were happening and it had definitely um impacted him you know in, in a pretty severe way and he he couldn't be there anymore like it, it it just was what it was like you know so those things happen man But but yeah, you know, more to the point because we're kind of kind of going off the rails, but um, when you have alpha type personalities together, man, and you know you you realize like they all come from kind of a rough background anyway. Like you know every every unit that I was in, if you look around, um, you know, and, and get to know all the boys that are there, like everybody came up kind of rough. Like they, you know. You you would have those guys that were well educated, like they you know they, they went to college or like in some cases had like you know they 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 had they they just had to do something else, but like they they were well educated, right? And the, those those are great guys, and you find a lot of those in in the combat arms world, but you also find those guys like more often than not they're just rough man, like like they this is is. Uh, somebody in the comments was just saying, you know, like, like that's, that's where the, the, uh, most of your motorcycle clubs, your 1% percenter clubs came from in the United States. And, and yeah, it, it absolutely That's did. true. Yeah. That's true um, history. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it still does, you know, it still does. So you, it, it's when you don't stay on top of those guys as a leader, when you don't stay on top of that, which doesn't look like that was what was happening. Um, you know, and is when, when you don't keep a close eye on that, those behaviors are going to get out of check. You know, like if, if, uh, for example, if you're a, a, um, senior NCO in a unit, so like you're a first sergeant or you're a sergeant major, right. And you're not piss testing your troops at random intervals, but at a minimum, at a minimum every 15 days, all right? Every 15 days, you've got a random piss test. If you're not doing that, then you can't get mad at yourself when it comes time, like the numbers reporting time comes, and you've got more guys popping hot every month because you're only doing piss tests, you know, once every thirty days. Because and, and the reason I say that is because T H E stays in your system that long, and so when you you know you have his guys like they know they're not supposed to be smoking weed. But they will right they're gonna do it Joe's gonna do it Joe knows he's not supposed to be doing Coke he's gonna go do it though right he's he's just gonna do it like he he's gonna go down to Sparky's he's gonna hang out with a stripper he's gonna think he's king of the world he's he's PFC King Kong right and he's gonna get into those bad habits it just is what it is why do we
2: have to keep bringing it up
1: yeah. I mean, it is, so the way I look at it is like it, with, with, uh, SF and, and they made a lot about the, um, the one guy that was over in CAG that was human trafficking. Um, he, he was working like the, the point of that story that nobody knows is that he was working at a, uh, as a bouncer in a bar that was an off limits establishment. That's my understanding that it was on the off-limits list. And if everybody knew that he was working there, I mean, I ain't, you know, obviously you're not going to snitch on your boys, but if that guy's on your team and you know he's working over there, that that's when you pull him aside. You're like, hey, man, like, you know, I know your side gig is is probably paying pretty good, you know, whatever, but you, you need to get the fuck out of there. Like, you, you need to decide, like, what, what's more important to you right now? You know, and I mean, I had to have that conversation with a couple guys. Like, hey, you know, like you know, you are and and it wasn't because they they were necessarily doing, you know, they. Well, one of them was a bouncer, but you 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 know, you, you have that conversation. Like right now, what's more important? And and this guy, like uh he was a new guy in CAG, as, as my understanding, he was, um uh. He had just got through the operator training course, the OTC. Um, he had made it through their selection and and uh, went to their course. And, you know, he's, he's moonlighting as a bouncer. And the stuff that he was under investigation for had already happened. Like, that that had already taken place. And so the investigation was ongoing while he's going through the course to, to be in CAG. So, um, I mean, it's messed up. It, it's messed up all around. But um, big time, big time leadership failure, um, you know, intermediate level leadership failure. You know, you, you got to stay on top of your boys. So uh, anyway, anyway, moving down the line, Madman Actual.
5: Evening, gents. What's up, brother? <clears throat> same old, same old, you know, coaching, uh, trying to coach girls basketball. I've never done anything that difficult before, to be honest with you. Trying to teach eight and ten year old girls how to play basketball
1: <laughs> there's not like, crying in basketball mostly
5: yeah dude we had like <laughs> man they were beating the shit out of each other today we had like two black eyes like we had some bows in the face basketballs hitting in the mouth like it was wild they were out of control tonight but uh nice. everybody everybody survived
4: so dang it's like roller derby meets, meets basketball <laughs>
5: dude <laughs> Might as well be.
3: It's pretty much
4: Welcome what it turned to into, into.
5: Yeah. And then, like, of course, like, they didn't want to hurt their friends. So, like, you know, then they started crying because they elbowed their friend in the eye. They started crying. It was just like a tear fest. Um, oh. But, uh, you know. It is, what it, is. Tis what it, is. it is what it is. It is what it is. It's what it
1: is.
4: Is
1: what it is.
4: Show up. Uh, What's on the menu for today, you, tonight?
1: We're going to be talking about Atlanta.
4: Atlanta. Antifa yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I sent yeah, you a video.
3: Yeah,
5: yeah. Uh, actually, I sent the AP on Twitter. There's some goofy video that I found from like a couple weeks ago that kind of tags along with it. It's like some mm-hmm. dumbass thing about like the Rainbow Brigade getting guns.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. They don't. Um, yeah. Nice nice we're gonna see a uh, we're gonna see the american tequila uh what would take so, uh, i forgot the acronym they were the the trans queer lesbian intersex something or another people in uh, uh rosava and um this is i mean this is a few years back and they got kicked out the, the the Kurds kicked them out. The YPG was like, no, nope, we've had enough of you. Um, you have to go. And uh, and then after that, it was so bad, in fact, that that they said, you know, you guys are doing nothing but causing problems. We're not taking any more international volunteers. <laughs> it's like the the ypg is is like in in the middle of a a fight for its existence you know like like the the turks are saying they want to you know genocide them you know every every other day of the week and they're like international fighters no we we don't we don't want you anymore like because of these guys we don't want you anymore so i just thought it was hilarious you know and, and now that's uh that's trickling down to you know here in the united states of course there's gonna be those those 2a stands out there that are like yeah but at least they're into guns at least they're into guns like you don't get it you know it's. i'm not into guns because i like guns i'm into guns because i'm into preserving my way of life you know like that's yeah yeah you know, People don't understand that.
4: I like guns
5: because it keeps people from genociding me.
1: I like guns
4: because it keeps the Chinese airborne assault away. You know?
1: Yeah, man. That's my my fake Carl Gustav. (laughs) I get caught in the San Antonio airport with. Well, it was demilled. Demilled. It was real at one time. It's not real anymore. (laughs) Oh oh, man Oh oh, We're gonna have a list Patriot man
0: What's up brother How's it going It's
1: going man It is going
0: Sorry I was (laughs) late I was moving some uh, I was moving some bookshelves So I'm I'm glad you're sipping on something Because I'm in my uh, My cleanse period So uh, Trying to uh, Trying to give the old liver a break Yeah, it's, it's much needed, so uh, I'm not exactly that upset about it, but uh, basically gearing up for uh, when I get down there for the scout course. Yeah, buddy. We're going to be, uh-huh. be rocking them heels. Oh, it's going to be a good time.
1: Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. It's going to be cold, most likely. Most li- yeah, All right. I- Last year's February scout course said it was going to be cold. Normally it is. And it ended up being like fifty-five degrees. The whole class. It was like it was almost perfect for that. Yeah, it was I'm from Michigan, like, man. No
2: matter what it is, it's gonna feel warm to me.
1: <clears throat> uh, I hope so. I. I mean, I hope. I hope so. for you, y'all, you know, Michigan. Michigan's rough. Y'all got a rough winter. Well,
2: I'm gonna tell you what. I but, was outside today with no coat on, so it's not all that bad.
1: Yeah, I was too, man i was too i got this it's really sweet uh woobie hoodie in today like it's 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 a woobie but it's a hoodie and like i, I had that on for like a little while this morning because you know i got here this morning i was working on some stuff and i had that on and i got too hot in it so man i gotta take this off it's like 60 degrees outside today like damn you know this is this is feeling nice But it ain't gonna stay that way. Like you know, class next week, it's gonna dip back down, get kind of cold on us. Yeah, it's gonna get bitter
4: cold, and it'll still snow. It'll dump two feet of snow in in Maryland in like early April. (laughs) Yeah, you never
1: know. Yeah, yeah. Like this winter has been pretty. Or March, I mean
4: March. I think yeah, March.
1: Late March, yeah. Well, I saw my dad. here don't don't do it because we'll have a late frost in april and and if you plant stuff early it's gonna get it he's i mean he he was right you know like like every other year we would get a late frost and it, it would burn the plants you know so it, i mean it's, it's stuff like that man all these people are talking about you know oh farming farming's gonna be so easy and you know nah it's shit like that man that you gotta
0: you, you, you gotta know it you, you gotta know what the fuck you're doing. You gotta be experimenting to know what you're doing before it actually you have to do it when your life depends on it.
1: Yeah. You know, like if you think you you're gonna be eating all winter long off of you know, little one little raised bed nah, I got I got news for you, man. You got got uphill battle. Nope. There's a reason there's a reason that, that you know, there's graduate studies degrees and farming, you know, it's It's, it's, it's not, it's not easy. You know, stuff ain't easy. The the whole reason the Almanac exists is because that's a record of planting practices. Like that's, that's the reason for it. It's like, you know, over the past 50 years, these have been the trends for the weather on this particular date. So this is what you might want to expect, you know, like worst case scenario. But, um, I don't know. Anyway talking about all all this fun stuff let's talk about atlanta,
3: Ooh, let's boy. Talk about
1: atlanta. So, oh boy atlanta oh uh, yeah yeah so atlanta atlanta a little bit of a backstory on this so setting the stage if you will um atlanta has this area that is forested inside the city of atlanta the the um, municipal limits right? the corporate limit of the city and it's a forested area And they're developing a proposed new law enforcement training center there that they have dubbed Cop City, right? That's kind of the the nickname of this project is Cop City. And the forest, quote unquote, what we just call a woods, you know, I don't know why it has to be called a forest. It's very, uh, it's very proper. You can tell, you know, somebody not from Atlanta wrote that, not originally from Atlanta wrote that. Uh, they did a write-up on this, but, um, you know, they occupy this little wooded area, right? Say they ain't leaving, you know, so they're doing the, the whole uh, eco-hippie, uh, green, you know, green anarchist, John Zerzan type shit, you know, Earth First, getting out there, hugging the trees and everything, except, except that... This isn't necessarily standard for them. like this isn't necessarily um, the, these types of behaviors were isolated to practices out west. Well when you look at um, that those tactics techniques and procedures of of uh, protest that they're bringing here, you begin to see why with all the technology jobs and and everything that has brought a lot of people of that mindset from the west coast, to the east coast you're now finding that in places like atlanta and austin texas and moore county north carolina interestingly enough and i bring that up for a very specific reason because we had another substation attack here in north carolina we had another one all right uh so anyway anyway setting the stage here um cops order him to leave they they ain't leaving Georgia State patrol is out there they say hey you got to leave guy opens fire on Georgia State patrolman shot him right uh state patrolman returns fire he took a he took a round he returns fire kills the guy right so leftist gunman is is down for the count you know play the game they you reap the consequences right uh so, sometimes you win sometimes you lose and anyhow with that said now they have a planned day of rage right a day of rage that is going to take place tomorrow in atlanta and they're encouraging all of their allies to join in in the fun um you know of course i think that this is a preview of what we're going to see this late spring and into the summer and going into the fall um, the left has has lost a lot of credibility with the wider uh, American populace. and they need to do something. And I think that they're going to take advantage of the inflation rates because this is creating what they call the conditions of revolution when things are very expensive. See a lot of people are posting up videos of uh, different celebrities and whatnot that are pointing this out. And you got to understand that these people just two years ago were mouthpieces for uh, getting Biden elected. They're not saying all this because they're magically becoming conservative, That that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening at all. In fact, they're, they're pointing all this out to get people at the street level angry. And their solution is, is to kill Whitey, is to kill people that that are stocking the shelves is to kill the mid-level management because that's what occurs in a communist revolution and that's what's being framed up here right that is exactly the conversation this is the conversation in everybody else's terms that are not indoctrinated to what they are actually saying and how this is being framed up people don't understand that they don't understand what's going on, but it's very specific. And I think that the language that they are using, specifically a day of rage, right? Because rage is a uh, specific call to direct action when you're talking about dealing with the left, right? That's why uh, rage against the machine, all right. Rage against the machine, play bulls on parade as the intro to the show. The reason that I do that uh, is, is many fold. But uh, a little bit of irony as well. But that was a specific term. That is a specific term, right? Rage against the machine owes to the Luddites, right? Uh, of which uh, Marx used regularly in his writing. So when, when you understand all that and you begin to put all this together, they're framing up what they call a direct action. And they are justifying their attacks against law enforcement. So this, this is definitely escalating. This is not going to go away. And I think that this is going to be something that as the Biden administration receives more and more heat for every scandal that is brewing that it has under it, you're going to see the, the left take full advantage of that opportunity. And they're, they're really going to be active this summer guys. What say y'all,
2: you know, they're they're trying to spin a narrative that they didn't fire any shots that the police opened fire on them and the two officers shot each other. That's why the one officer is wounded uh, and they killed the other guy. Um, No one believes that, but that's the narrative they're going to spin. I I think they've been looking for an opportunity to go a little bit crazy and this might be it.
1: So. There's they're saying two officers shot each other.
2: Well, they're wow. saying, well, like the um, officers, the officer who got shot was shot by another officer, not by them.
1: Okay. Um, you know, whatever. There's two sides to every story, I guess. Uh, you know, well, I guess if we don't I,
4: see any body cam, we know
1: the answer to that. <laughs> uh, Awkward. And, I mean I ain't saying it might not have been blue on blue, but but there were definitely three gunmen in the incident. Like that that is for sure, for sure. Like, yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know.
5: What you got, guys? I think uh yeah, there might be some shenanigans in Atlanta. Like the slow build up. Yeah. Because um, they have taken a few summers off, it seems like. Because um, I remember, yeah, it was like 20... Yeah, 2020 was like real bad, right? That's when they were like burning all over the place. And then 2021 was like, pretty quiet for the most part 2022 was like I don't even remember really seeing anything too crazy I mean there was like some demonstrations and, and I mean there were shootings um <clears throat> but uh we didn't have any like assassination or well you can't really call it an assassination but like um remember when Bishop was was gunned down and like it was proved that they planned that it was a coordinated attack on him yeah you know the the, the charger came up, honked twice, or the um, yep. yeah, there was a charger, right? Yeah, um, <clears throat> we, oh, we haven't seen that in a couple years, so I don't know if they're gonna have an overt day of rage, like, because that was what they called 2020, it was like the summer of rage where they just like burned everything. Um, yeah. we've seen their tactics change, we've seen them get more sophisticated, we've seen them get more, uh, smarter and more uh strategic and tactical so like they're not being stupid about it they're being really smart um so i'd expect more of that and i'd expect more direct against the police not so much um not so much direct action against the communities because like you said scout they're going to try to get the communities on their side um right Certain. So they're going to start attacking the police and they're not going to burn businesses. They're going to be helping businesses and they're going to be feeding people. They're going to be doing whatever they can do to make the government look stupid and bad and useless. Yeah. And they're going to help the community. Because that's what insurgents you think do. They're,
4: you think they're um, going to set up another chop? I um, mean, some chap. dumbass
5: might, but like I don't think that's going to be like, quote unquote, a corporate Antifa move. I think that's going to be like some Dingleberry, like true believer. They're going to move into these. They're
4: going to that. move into this wood line and just like, you know, I, I think set up a G camp.
1: On that one. I, I think they, they learned they, their attempts to occupy uh, physical space. You can't do that. Uh, as an insurgent, you got to understand, this is something that, that like the, the prepper community has a very hard time wrapping their mind around, is in order to physically occupy a space, like whatever that space is, like the fucking five feet around you, your personal space, in order to physically occupy it, you have to physically occupy it 24-7. Like You, you have to have extreme ownership of that space, or you don't control it like what whatever it is you you have to have the ability to physically occupy it control it keep it keep it regulated and you have to supply all of the things that support life in, in that area or it's it's just not going to work it's going to fall apart they learned that lesson they they absolutely learned that lesson
4: what's I mean, like, uh what are they 29? saying on like twitter eulogy uh, a lot of you oh. for the guy that got killed okay yeah. so they have to have a march of solidarity yeah and then they they do what what communists do is like catholics have their saints but like communists have these they have their own uh icons as well in these certain types of people like castro yeah. or che and they they really kind of give them a uh, essentially the the Marxist version of a sainthood.
1: Yeah, they venerate them. Oh, know, for it's, sure. It's, uh, that's why Lenin was preserved the way that he was. You know, it, it's they Marxism is a religion. Yeah,
4: yeah, it really is. It's a total civilization. It, they got their own legal system, their own origin story. They got yeah. they got their own canon. They have their martyrs. right?
0: I mean, I do think uh, this particular instance is going to be local to Atlanta. I think really what the left's waiting for, and and you see this in their escalation around drag queen story hours, Um, I've seen a lot of people whose opinions I, I respect on Twitter talking about they need the drag queen George Floyd. Right, The anger building up around These drag queen story hours Where at first it was We want to do them And then people would counter protest And now you have Antifa showing up armed I think there's going to be A confrontation around one of these Where someone's going to get killed And they're going to use that As their new George Floyd martyr To rally their people Around the country Because something like this in Atlanta <clears throat> To me it is localized They already had beef with the cops Right. They already had beef with the cops. So it's not like any Antifa person in Portland is going to be like, oh, God, cop killed one of our people. We hate them now. They always fucking hated them. I think they need something to happen at one of these drag queen story hours. And that's going to be the new look at that. They're killing trans people. We need to protect trans people. And that's going to be their new reason for fighting. That's a great take. Well, I wish yeah, to say it was yeah, an original it take, but like I said, I started to see some people reference it on Twitter. And I kind of sat down and thought about it. and was yeah. like, yeah, that's what, because look at what George Floyd did, this fucking, you know, druggie who got killed. Look what it did to burn the entire country down. And everyone is so high strung. I mean, trans, the trans issue is so high on the leftist agenda like that's the hill they're willing to die on literally and um, so by and
1: they're they're losing support in the yeah. game, left and right like they they painted themselves so this is something that i thought about doing a podcast uh, on um because it's been a little bit of time since so i've done a, a solo podcast so i thought about doing one um, I wrote up a piece about it, but it, it's kind of, it's kind of all over the place. Like it needs some refinement and, you know, I, I'm in the middle of writing another book. So it's, I want to focus on that, but, um, they're losing the mainstream in, in a real bad way. And and I think at some level, like your, your, your average leftists out there, they, they lack the situational awareness and self-awareness to know how the mainstream, like, mainstream America really views them, they they don't have that level of awareness. Like, I've dealt with these people firsthand. I'm telling you, they, you know. And I know, Patriot, man, you have too. Um, you know, and, and really, uh, Johnny, you, you've dealt with them. that man, man, you, you know, you, you guys have dealt with them in the university setting. They really don't have the self-awareness to know that, you know, hey, not everybody likes you. Like, they, they really think they. the reason they are the way they are is at, at its heart because that gives them a sense of identity that they don't otherwise have. They don't have any other, uh, you know, means of identity. And it's when you look at it from a, a criminological standpoint or a sociological standpoint, the the uh, model of radicalization, like how do, you, how do you insurgents become insurgents? How do people become radical for a cause? to where they're willing to die for it. And at some point you have people who are attracted to ideology, right? Whatever the ideology is, no matter what it is, they're attracted to it. They begin to adopt some of its, um, you know, the, the internal lingo that that's used and that, that language that they kind of speak in that's internal to them. Like nobody else understands necessarily exactly what they're saying. Um, by the statements that they make, but they're very deliberate, you know? And, and that's what I was talking about, like the days of rage, it's a very specific term. That's a call to arms, right? So when when people become radicalized, when they're following that radicalization model, at some point, they begin to get bored with whatever the status quo is. Like you you have to perpetuate the the conversation somehow right? So I'll apply this to the gun community. Like there was a period of time in the gun community where, you know, you, you had all your early G guys that dressed a particular way when they would go to the range, and they like had their particular way of like kit and everything that they, they would wear. And like, you saw this in the, the gun community, you saw this in the prepping community, you know, like the Patriot circles, you saw that, right? Then all of a sudden, like as, as a lot of your, your soft guys were going over doing title 50 work for, you know, intelligence community, and then they're coming back. Like they get out and some of them, you know, go on and, and become social media influencers or whatever. Right. Um, You know, and, and put the pieces together here. Like, you know, I, I'm not naming anybody, but, you know, you all know who I'm talking about and they have a particular way that they dress right they they have that kind of like what we used to call the brody outfit you know where you're wearing kind of like baggy jeans and uh a plaid shirt and like flat brim hat right and they start to adopt that and now all of a sudden you see videos of these guys teaching classes like that and that becomes now like if if you you want to be the next friggin instagram star that's like all these little kids running around out there, like the 17, 21-year-olds I was talking about. That's how they're all dressing, right? That, that's how they're all dressed because the conversation shifted, right? They had to do something to, to continue being relevant. This is what happens on the left. Like, it happens in any, any, any movement. It doesn't matter what it is, what their ideology is, like where they are politically. It, none of that matters, right? Everybody does this. And so that, you know, that's, that's why it's good to have a sociologist in, in here to be able to break this stuff down for you. But their, their conversation, like they know, somebody knows in their movement that, that a lot of this stuff is, is really caustic to the mainstream. Like, you know, folks is gay. All right, whatever you gay, you gay. Like, all right, cool. You know, like be, that becomes passe. People don't give a shit. Like, okay. So. If that's not a big deal and nobody cares, you know, because it ain't nobody's business what you're doing behind closed doors, you know. Like that's that's your thing. Don't push it over on other people. Understand when we talk about tolerance and you know all all that. Understand that not everybody in the world is going to like you. People are going to have an objection to to you, you know, and that's fine. That's the way we are. That that's that's society but where the militant left is in this is that they they have to be orthodox in their ideology and for a Marxist anything that is apostate to the status quo of society meets and satisfies their revolutionary goal because their goal is is to break society down right that that's what they want they have to break the structures of society down in order to create new ones that's what a revolution is and that's why it should scare the shit out of all of you right because damn sure does me Because that is what these people want right they're not just out there larping with their little fucking red stars and you know whatever they're serious right they're serious and and the scariest part is is that it's always the people that have never produced jack shit who want to control everything that you and i do that's why they have this conversation about banning gas stoves and all this stuff because you got these people who permeate the epa and all the little groups that write policy all the little uh suggestions right of of political donors and they end up getting wealthy benefactors out there and there's a whole industry around this right so the militant left realizes at some some function they realize that you know, society doesn't accept them. They don't care. Like they, that's that's where they are. They don't care. They don't give a shit. Like they, they're ready to ram that down your throat by force.
0: And God forbid you go against orthodoxy. You know, exactly. I, I see it in that's higher. Exactly. I've been working in higher education academia for a decade. You you know, it is very difficult for you to go against the orthodoxy of the the what is in higher education and the trend that is right now which is incredibly leftist. And and to your point, it's the same thing with their on the ground soldiers. It's, y- y- this, is their, this is what you believe, because they believe it. And if you're in that organization, they expect you to believe it.
1: Yep. So, Miller 1984 in, in the comments says something really profound here. Uh, they want a revolution, we want a restoration. Exactly, uh, exactly. That's 100 percent, man. I I don't think that, that it could be put a better way than that. Um, You know, and, and again, I, I mean, if if somebody is gay, whatever, like, you know, that's your business. That ain't nobody's. That's your business. But you have to know, not everybody accepts you in the world. That that's just the way that it is, and, and that's their right. Like the, the, you know but with the the transgender stuff, people are walking away from that, like if you know so, somebody there there are issues that people have right it's a very very small number of people out there, but there's issues that people have, okay, it's not ethical to whitewash that and and normalize it right that that's not an ethical thing to do by anybody's estimation, so you know um. But when they do that, and now, see the the scariest part about it all is that now they're they're telegraphing the intent of pedophilia and pederasty. You know, they're, they're calling it minor attracted persons, and that's really the final straw. You know, this that's it, and the scariest part about it all is is the reaction that society has against it once they take that final step. You know that's that's how things really go off the rails and go off the rails quickly um you know and it's happened before you know a lot of people wonder how did how did nazi germany become nazi germany because the weimar republic was doing all the same things right they were doing all of the same things so that should scare the living shit out of all of you it certainly does me right we we you know we do not want to end up in that state yeah you know, it, it it's it's a very scary thing but these these people getting getting down to the brass tacks here these people are using weaponized language and they're doing it in a place See, this is another thing that's that's important to note here they're doing it in a place where they would not have dared done it even a year ago and they're doing it now doing it in georgia not a good idea if if you look at you know if 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 we were looking at the united states as a big scatter plot right and so like intelligence analysts overseas like they're putting uh red pins on like things any any enemy activity that's going on so like if you had a map of the united states and you're putting a red pin on like you know this incident in atlanta And the substation shootings in North Carolina and like the substation shootings that happened out in Washington State, which were two leftists, by the way.
3: Oh wait, well, you know, we
1: um we we really just uh we 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 were trying to rob a store and we shot the substation
3: store it's the most
1: convoluted fucking story i ever heard I mean are you serious that shit didn't this make crazy.
5: any sense to me none. at all when I heard that I was like none. I know so many stories in Baltimore City of successful liquor store or gas station you name it oh, robberies bro. they were stealing ATMs in the middle of the day the <laughs> yeah <laughs> the concert venue I worked at they came in and jacked the they hotwired the fork well they didn't hotwire they had a key they took a forklift and rammed the atm into the wall until the cash fell out and got away with it they never caught him none of that involved turning the power off
3: nah, are you, are
1: you fucking serious? to, to so half dumb. the
5: city <laughs> yeah it's like the most retarded shit i've ever shutting, heard in my life shutting, it's stupid i don't believe it first
1: nah man you, so you mean to tell me that that you shot a substation with not one but two different guns Right, one of them was a Mosin Nagant, which is very significant to me. Uh, it was a Mosin Nagant that was cut down. So, like, if you you see, if you ever you ever look up any like the guns of the the Russian Revolution, you should look those up, man. Like yeah. like the cut down Mosin Nagant was a thing. They would hide them under their coats. The O'Brees. Yep. yep. It hide them under their coats. The, uh,
4: so that's interesting. You'd have that's So
1: we shot the substation the, with
4: so yeah he probably had uh some steel core um ammo and was punching holes yeah 7.62 by
1: 54. probably i I mean but but i saw a picture of both those guys i mean that was a fucking leftist like if i ever saw one the the one guy looked like he could just be a run-of-the-mill dope head like whatever you know like i mean you know he, you he's
5: crackhead a hundred bucks. They were probably worse.
1: dating, probably, probably, But I mean, the other guy, that other dude, was a leftist. He he had he had the look. They have a look to him. He had the look. I don't know if it's is soy, what it is, but he had the fucking look. It's like you know what you, 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 you're it. Just saying, you know, it, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, but anyway, like when, when you're putting all that together, like the scatter plot, right. You're putting it all together. And when, when you begin to see things happening somewhere where they wouldn't ordinarily occur for a variety of different reasons, right. When you see all that, like Atlanta, it, Atlanta has always had certain issues. They're just normal for Atlanta right? You know, you, you know, in Atlanta that you're going to have drug issues. You're going to have you know, at one point in time, you had a lot of race issues that were there, right? That, that's, that's all that that's Atlanta. And there are things that occur in Atlanta that, that are just whatever it, it that's part of the experience of the city. But you know, things being what they are, you got a bunch of middle-class white kids wearing, you know, all blacked-out outfits, going and hiding in the woods in Atlanta. That's not fucking normal, man. That that's not no. that's not Atlanta <laughs> behavior. You know, that's, that's you you there, don't see that there, in Atlanta. Okay,
4: it shows you like in, some insight into how their brain works. They're like, yeah. you know what, everyone's gonna love and 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 they're like oh yeah this is a good idea we should totally do this like you know and then they put together their captain planet antifa rings and then they morph (laughs) into a bunch of stupid in the middle of the
1: woods (laughs) oh god oh yeah you broke out of the captain planet oh man with our powers combined
4: and what's funny though is the avatar movie just came out like recently (laughs) so they're like let's let's run into the woods and take over the woods and it's like yeah you guys
1: are intolerable oh, man, dude yeah it see it you you exactly right though you exactly right like it's just that's that's not the kind of shit that goes down in Atlanta like that's how I know that that the guys that are behind well the the people I don't want to misgender anyone uh, heaven forbid we misgender anybody we're probably getting canceled off pie beam after this episode anyways whatever um i don't whatever i don't even care
5: but um sure that if you'd like
1: i, I mean whatever yeah like, <laughs> again it, it's whatever man i like never never make a move without a plan you know like it says I, I ought to reach over here into my my huge humidor. I have the biggest humidor. You won't even believe it. We only have the biggest humidors around here. I reach over to my humidor and pull out a big old cigar. Got a big old uh, uh Churchill. Let's see. What have I got on top? Oh, Perdomo. Perdomo, right? I uh, got a giant prodomo champagne 10th anniversary. Pull that Churchill out, put that in, and say it's always wonderful when a plan comes together. Right. But uh, anyway, anyway th- that's how I know like in, in Atlanta that's how I know that, that they're not from there uh primarily historically they, they, these these are outside agitators that are coming in um but that doesn't that doesn't reduce the threat and it doesn't mean that they haven't had some some higher level of coordination um you know and, and we're beginning to see this in areas that are well outside of what we would typically associate with leftist activities in you know, Moore County, North Carolina, that substation. Um, and, and we, and that was because there's a big influx of leftists that are there. They, they are there, right? They were in Chapel Hill. They were living, you know, kind of in their little enclave, like Chapel Hill is it just is what it is. Like it's, it's a little leftist shithole that, you know, has university of North Carolina there. And, that it, it just chapel hill is, is kind of self-contained but now it's spread right it's, it's infected the rest of orange county it's infected wake county it's infected durham county it's infected everything that touches it right it's spreading like an infection and it's it's all like you you see the license plates in the cars The people are driving from there you see them you know they're all driving like subarus something like that you know stickers all over the back of them like they you know they can't they can't not tell you exactly what they believe on the back of their cars and and what do they do like they they are getting involved in local infrastructure right they're showing up to county commissioner meetings they're showing up to the school board meetings they're hanging out with people who are gaining influence and they are courting outside money to gain that influence where they can't otherwise get it on their own. That's what's occurring. And conservatives are just kind of oblivious to this. Like they, you know, they, they look at it like, well, you know, it, it all happened so fast. I just don't know what happened. Like, you know, the, the guy out on TV after a tornado hits, you know, like it doesn't know what happened it happened right before your eyes, you know, because you sat at home, you didn't do anything. So now we're going to have this, is what we're having to deal with, but it, it's, it's migrating out of those and they're getting real, real ballsy and they're going to begin to attack infrastructure. So looking at Atlanta going forward uh, into this weekend, I expect some fireworks, man. I, I expect that that uh, it's not going to go, you know, nationwide. This is an incremental thing, but the frequency and the intensity of the significant activities are coming closer and closer together, and that's serious, right? That that's telling me that we're getting closer to something very big occurring because they're gaining more and more confidence, and we have risky, risky. In here, you still in it? It's saying you're in here. You in here, brother? I'll
6: take. It. I am in here. Sorry wow. about that. I uh, I was driving and yes. I just got home, and now I'm screwing around with an AK. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm from Atlanta. Plus
1: one. I, I got excited. I'm like, you, you know, the deal.
6: It's not normal. People don't do that in Atlanta. You think, I'm from Atlanta. I wouldn't go down and get in the woods down there. That's fucking weird. You're going to get shot doing that by a multitude of different people. <laughs> of all different types. Yeah. They will all shoot you. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Or you're going to get Poor choice by a homeless man. Yeah, that's a, definitely a
1: possibility the fucking, as well. The, the fucking uh, the fentanyl gremlins hanging out in the woods. <laughs> yeah. You know.
6: Like tricksters and swimmers walks.
1: out there. <laughs> oh, man, it's not normal, man. Shit, that, that shit is not normal. Like, if you told me that you know a Georgia State Trooper got shot in a, in a in a carjacking in Atlanta, all right, like yeah, that's that's total Atlanta behavior, you know, or like uh, a ragged out Mercedes. You know, with with no tags on it, was speeding down 85 like weaving in and out of traffic and caused a you know 80 car pileup. That, yeah, that's Atlanta. Like, totally believe that.
6: Nissan Altima for sure.
1: <laughs> the Nissan Altima with the driver
6: all the way with the seat laid back as far as it'll go, going 30 over the speed limit.
1: see how you even see him a steering wheel and he don't need to he don't need to like doesn't even care doesn't even care man he he, if he gets there if he don't get there it doesn't matter how many people is he going to take with him?
6: yeah got people to text
1: (laughs) oh man dude atlanta it's like there's, there's things you see in Atlanta that you just don't see anywhere else. You know, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like the last time I was going through Atlanta, I was stuck on 85, like right there. It was like uh, right by Williams Street. So it's, it's like downtown, middle of Atlanta. All right. I was coming back from Texas. So coming through Atlanta, like it's home stretch. You know, not far from North Carolina. Like, just get off the road. I'm stuck in traffic right there. There's a car on this roof. Nobody in it. Nobody around it. This is the middle of a, of the day in Atlanta. Car is on its roof. And everybody is, like, driving around it. Right? That's, that's why traffic was It's stopped. like
4: the Walking Dead in slow motion.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody's in the car. There's no cops coming out for it. Like, what? Like, I don't even know. Like, what's going on here? Like, how did this car end up upside down in the middle of the freeway? And it's like nobody, nobody even cares. Like, you just got out of this car and like, hey, you know, let me, let me get a ride, cause you know. <laughs> like, <laughs>
4: I've uh, I've worked in neighborhoods in Baltimore, and. There's like a dude that hangs out with you, and he's like, you know, three hundred pounds, six six, probably packing heat, and his job is to just have a big SUV and oh, just yeah. hang out with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. Well, 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 you're working, and he's and his because his job is to just look intimidating. <laughs> that's that's what he's there for.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And watch watcher six. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's... Those guys know the deal too, generally, because like, in my experience, and and you know everybody needs a friend like that who's just giant dude, you know nobody's gonna fuck with him, you know. But but those guys because they've never been fucked with because people don't don't really you know you, you see a big ass dude like that like you you're not gonna you just you know I ain't gonna try you, but um they observe everything man. They're, they're, they're natural observers because everybody generally has kept their distance from them or like, you know, like, like, I'm not going to start any shit with you, but they've seen, they've seen everybody else. That's, you know, it's, it's unique. You know, I'm just saying like pointing out, you know, you get a big dude like that. He's got your back. You know, guys, uh, he, he is a very good observer of things the baseline but um anyhow uh, getting getting back to the topic at hand gentlemen um you know what do you expect for this weekend i'm not saying necessarily make a prediction but what do you expect coming out of this uh frequency and intensity of, of whatever follows up what what are what are the threats on the horizon that you see
5: if I was a law enforcement officer I would not sit in my squad car by myself that's a good one for sure yeah. um yeah, be the that's really as far old. as I'm He's willing to like Chris go
1: Coleman.
5: um yeah
4: that's like pretty pretty much yeah at least double up I'd, and if you're talking to me yeah, I'd be in, yeah. Uh, yeah double up I'd your cars like when you're chilling everybody gets their own car where where we where we are you know they got new cruisers in baltimore they look sweet i think i haven't seen them it's like a ford uh like suv
3: oh they've been working up in the country
4: it's
1: the estate.
4: yeah uh uh, maybe it is or it's the explorer yeah the
1: explorer that's yeah it's a cool looking car
4: yeah yeah i I, i'm pretty sure that's what i saw i also saw a z71 uh baltimore police truck i was like damn that was was looking it was looking good that
1: was that was uh (laughs) that was there probably uh probably an investigator for you know they the um like around here your CSI guys will be carrying around like they, they'll drive trucks because they're carrying around their, their kit in the back.
4: Okay. They use van. Uh, I think CSI uses vans where we yeah. are last, last time I remember. The
5: on-call SWAT guys usually get their own SUVs, but the trunk is uh, not really a trunk. It's actually just the giant um, gear rack. Uh, Yeah. Either that or they have like uh. It's just a big-ass uh, Pelican case. Right on. And it's got all their stuff in it. Yeah. I, think, I well, saw. I only know that because I saw a state trooper at a gas station. He popped his
4: trunk. I was like, damn, dude, I want one of those, man. That thing looks sick. I've, <laughs> I've watched some live PD from Maryland, and uh, they got some nice hardware. Yeah, they, no, they uh, do. but They're also – they're also really nice. They're Nobody, for DC. They gotta be. Strong. They're like super nice. It's really funny. Nobody is
1: more entertaining on Live PD than Columbia, South Carolina, we're a, we're <laughs> Richland County, dude. The place is lit. The place. Yeah, the few clips I've
0: seen of Live PD, <laughs> some of the best ones have come from fucking South Carolina. Like, like Are you watch, man, wait, This is an actual place like yeah. in America that exists. Yeah.
6: I've been down there before for, uh, I've been down there before for um, aircraft rescue training as a firefighter and I hung out at like just the prototypical, like um, what's the, what's the movie called where they go out and they get like a hall pass and they all go to like fucking Applebee's or something. It's like that, right? That environment. But it's, it's outrageous. (laughs) Um, I could totally see how it's the best on Live PD. I know guys who are in Tulsa PD and know, what is it, Sticks? Like, they've worked with them yeah, before. Larkin. And that's cool to me. But, like, the South Carolina, those people, it, it's like Florida down there.
1: Yeah. South Carolina is actually a lot. <laughs> the more. Florida of the Carolinas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it kind of is, man. Like, Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach is.
6: I go down to Myrtle Beach. I got a buddy who's a cop down there. He scared the shit out of me and called me out of the hotel on the loudspeaker oh, it was really funny though it was my a good buddy I didn't think he would do it. Okay. my buddy moved down to myrtle beach and within two
5: weeks he didn't text me for like two weeks and then out of the blue he's like hey man what pistol should i get <laughs> i was like oh that's man. that bad huh myrtle beach i was like just get a glock 19. myrtle beach
1: is oh oh
5: they well, he's not, like, in Myrtle Beach, but, like... Yeah, he's you know, probably in North Myrtle Beach. Area. Like, that
1: that's where everybody actually lives, at Myrtle Beach. I think
5: it's North Myrtle, maybe South Myrtle. Yeah. One of those. He's either North or South Myrtle. But, yeah, it was funny. Like, within two weeks, he was like, Hey, man, what pistol should I get? <laughs> I was like... Dude. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Like, the timing was priceless. Like,
1: outside of Myrtle Beach proper, it's rough. Like, it's rough, man. Like, don't don't be hanging out.
6: You don't like hanging out in the owner? Do you what? You don't like hanging out in Anor or no. Anor, whatever it is? No. That's not good. No. You're hanging nope. out?
1: No. Nope. I'm good. I'm good. Any any beach that has problems with pumping raw sewage out into the ocean and it washing up on the beach, I don't want to be there, man. I'm sorry. No, I'm good. <laughs> like
4: say like, why would you go on vacation to like basically America's version of Baghdad?
1: It's better than
6: Fayetteville. That's a ridiculous
4: question. It
1: is. Be- yes, it is better than Fayetteville. That's, but that's also it's saying like, you know, is, is anything that is cooked in your house better than an MRE? Yes. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. The, the question is yes. Unquestionably. Like, everything is better than Fayetteville. You know? <laughs> like, oh, uh, oh man, dude. It, it's, uh <laughs> Uh, but yeah. So talking about communist revolutionaries, I think, you know, again, circling back, we'll circle back. Oh, Jen Saki, We're going to circle back. Um, they, they, they're working their way up to something. Okay. That, that is 100% absolute. Um, I think without a question, um, are they, you know, is is this going to be their, their flash moment? No, I don't think so. Um, it, it's just one more, uh, red pin that we're putting, you know, one more action indicator that, that we're putting into our assessment, right? This, this is building up to something and the shift in their language is critically important. Like that, that's what we really need to dial in on is the shift in language because they're getting more and more aggressive and that is something that, you know, we can't ignore uh so with that said last portion of the show is crazy that we've been been at this for an hour and 41 minutes now but i want to uh maybe have a little bit more of a lighthearted discussion because you know we, we've been um going at it you know with some serious topics here we, we approach it in a unique way but but my my absolute favorite white house press secretary of all time Corinne jean uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, who is the most well-qualified uh, person ever for the position of White House speaker, she's the absolute most brilliant uh, White House <laughs> press secretary we've ever had. Uh, <laughs> oh, I couldn't, I, I just couldn't deliver that with a straight face. Anyway, she has declared that Kamala Harris is now the president of the United States. Uh, she had a little bit of a fraud and slip, which I think is impossible to do when you are reading from a script. Uh, but she called Kamala Harris, the president, she labeled her the president and, uh, in detailing her schedule and, uh, her upcoming attractions where she's going to be speaking about, uh, abortion rights. Here in in the very near future. So, you know, I don't know if this is, you know, there's obviously conversations that are being had. Um, you know, Biden, I think is completely untenable. It's really obvious at this point that, that the establishment of the Democrat party wants to get him gone. And I contend that he is not going to go quietly in the night. Um, now, he doesn't know where he is, so it, it doesn't really matter. But Joe Biden, on the other hand, who really is the, the puppet master here, pulling the strings, is she going to go along with it? Because I really think that they want to remain where they are out of hubris, one, but they really enjoy their position and their status that they have. And I don't think that, that she's willing to go. It just something tells me uh language she's used in the past. I really don't think that, that she is willing to go uh quietly into the night and uh knowing that, that her husband will be not just a one termer but didn't didn't even finish out his term in uh scandal and disgrace. I, I just don't see it happening. Uh guys, what's your thoughts? Well damn not everybody go at once.
5: Well, didn't see it. Uh, I didn't hear it, but um, that doesn't surprise me. The like, you know, the 40 and slip thing. Because yeah, she like clearly reads off a script. It that's like painfully obvious. Uh, I I don't know. Honestly, man, I've I pride myself shit. on this. Actually, it's been Probably like a month since I I have not paid it a single bit of attention. To like anything on the federal level really um <clears throat> so like which is kind of nice actually you just like live your life and act like these people <laughs> don't even exist and it's just like not nearly as stressful <laughs> yeah um but yeah i mean he, he's probably not going to make it through his term um if he does he's certainly not going to run again and uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to say what they're gonna, what kind of crazy shit they're gonna try to pull. At this point, really, who knows? Like, I mean, they're like pretty ballsy with most stuff, so it wasn't. Whatever happens, it's not going to surprise me. Yeah. You know, like.
1: Oh, for sure, that, man. man, for sure.
5: No,
3: you had yeah, to- I'm looking for a video of it.
1: I can't find anything. I'll send it over to you. I'll send it over to you. it, it happened earlier today
2: remember she said in her first hundred days she would go for the guns by executive order. So mm-hmm. bring it on.
4: Mm-hmm. Boo. Boo. <laughs> well, I mean, the,
1: the ATF has zero issue. Whoever's running technology branch, because that's, that's where the real power in in the ATF that that's, that's what's driving all of this. Um, you know, the, the, uh, arm brace ban and you know what whatever else um all all the other stupid stuff it's not going to stand up in court but the problem is is that it has to get there right it has to get there and you know all right like whatever it's but it's yeah would she sign executive orders yeah 100% i yeah like that's without question man uh, without question, absolutely, and um, you know, it, I I think a, a Harris presidency is going to be great for the lulls. You know, it it's it, we we're, it, we're just going to be laughing about it, because uh, I think that's really all you can, do, you know, is is just at this point like, Rome is fucking burning. I'm just no. glad
4: we finally have our first Indian Jamaican Canadian female black <laughs> president.
1: Hey man, if she was good enough for Willie Brown, she's good enough for this guy. I'm just kidding. You gotta ride to the top.
4: That's what I always say.
1: Look, man, unpopular opinion. I've I've said this many times, unpopular opinion. But you know what? We could have a hell of a lot worse looking ones. I mean who who seriously there's a lot of silence there. I was like a what? Hey, I who, mean you, who, who would you rather have? Her or Hillary Clinton?
4: Oh, yeah, exactly. No, I, I, yeah. I, I do preemptively support Kamala Harris's strong foreign military policy. <laughs> I think she would be tough on China and Taiwan.
2: <laughs> I think she would get on her hands and knees and go to work.
1: She's well qualified for the job. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Willie Brown told us, man. He threw it all out there. Man, I hope she doesn't out. blow it oh i don't trust no. the
6: voting system no. whatsoever oh. i have no c- trust in the system ever getting better it's going to implode and get worse so i yeah. i say go with it that way we'll get the shit over with or to get the party started sooner because i don't want it to but it's inevitable so let's just hurry up Roller
4: just ride it to the top take it all the way down <laughs> well yeah. you know the same
5: reasons the same reasons uh illegitimacy and collapse are beneficial to the communists is the same reason it's beneficial to us. So exactly. when exactly. we roll into the white house, I'm first off going to be wearing my pit vipers. Yeah. Second, yes. I think we're going to do a much better job. And yes, I do really have pit vipers so I can recruit zoomers.
1: Yeah.
5: Yes. Yes. Well, I, got, I got the absolute liberty model. Z-Nation. <laughs> yep.
2: you know, I think we would make a pretty darn good junta.
4: Right? Yeah. I would like officer of
0: technology. Well, then yeah. you better start working on your TikTok dances, JP. Because that's how you're going to have to communicate.
1: I'm rolling up in there like a like like some sort of weird mixture of, of Ramzan Kadyrov and, and El Chapo, man. Like you know, come up in there with my floral cowboy boots on. You I know, believe my just hand, last my night ate. you got called. Uh, you got
2: called Kadriov of North Carolina. Yeah, the Kadriov of North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah,
1: yeah. My with my beard, man. It's, well, <clears throat> the thing is, is, that I've been I've been using that image that up on Privy uh, Council. That image is actually uh, Hamzat Geliev who was a um he was known as a dark angel in chechnya and he and i have more of a more than a passing resemblance like some people have pointed that out and uh like you ever seen that dude kind of look like that dude like you know so anyway i i kind of like i use that image up there to see like where that goes as, as things progress, like where that goes. Like I just wanna like I'll I'll never be on Sam Hyde's level of like spoofing people. Cause Sam Sam Hyde's a fucking master. Like that dude that dude is he he is the the um what they've been able to do with Sam Hyde like every every mass shooting they've been able to troll the news with with Sam Hyde they're like oh it's Sam Hyde you know and then like the invasion of Ukraine they had that image of Sam Hyde and it was like uh I think it was-
6: the ghost of Kiev
1: yeah 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 they were like we got an image of the ghost of Kiev and it's Sam Hyde like it was- so <laughs> know, fucking because
2: when you first came on the council for future conflicts Stan sent me a message he's like how did you get Kadriov? <laughs> I'm like, we <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: how did you how did you get that dude? Like, and he speaks English. What the like, fuck? Yeah. But, uh, but-
4: I sent you a uh, screenshot of the um, guys, the Chechen unit they sent to uh, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And one of their generals looked exactly like you. I was yeah. like, good, yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, if you're the Cadre Alpo of North Carolina, I guess that makes me the the Castro of New Jersey. Yes.
6: You you I was gonna go as the Viking with the hat and everything, but some douche stole it on January sixth, so I can't do that anymore. I gotta do no a I'm thinking Ninja version. Turtle style now.
1: Yeah, they, they had the Brazilian version too. I don't know yeah, if you I'll saw that the they, Brazil guy could do it, you can do it too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You
6: I was thinking also Carolina about putting a coonskin helmet cap or cover <laughs> on my my name, Wendy. <laughs> Appalachistan yeah, has to
1: happen. The Appalachistan version.
6: It's not my idea. I'm stealing it from somebody on the internet, but you know. I have more micro niche clout, so I'm gonna flex my little it's fucking. Called, stuff. It's called taxing,
5: first of all. And second of all, it's still a good that idea. That shit
6: makes me want to throw up. <laughs> I can't handle it all will fuck-
3: <laughs>
4: That's funny. Man, that's funny.
1: Oh man, Patriot man. What you guys don't know about Patriot man is that he bears more than a passing resemblance to Fidel Castro. Like it's it's a fact. It is a fact. This dude. Yeah. This dude Let me pull up. Looks like Fidel Castro.
4: They have the same beard. Yeah. So, yes.
2: A few years ago. Yeah.
4: How tall was Fidel? He was tall, right? I don't know. I think he was tall. So, so here's a good Fidel. story. Um, yeah. <laughs> a few yeah. years
2: ago, when I was working in uh, Dearborn, all oh. the women were whispering. I'm like, "What? Do I have food in my teeth?" And they said that I look like um, King Abdullah of Jordan. And I went and looked, yeah. and I'm like, "Dang, yeah, yeah, I you, do. you gotta and do. His that. life is hot, yeah." <laughs> Look at look up Queen Rania. She I, I, w- I would I would try to fool her. Oh, yeah.
4: Okay. I have a mission impossible and I if hear me out. I think we can all <laughs> do it. I, I think we, we can, can pull this it. off. <laughs> hear me out. Start to finish and let me know what you think.
1: <laughs> just, gotta, just roll with it, man.
4: <laughs> no, I lost it. I lost it.
5: No, I, I, I'll i finish it. I think we should dress Patriot Man up like Fidel Castro and send him down to take over Cuba again.
4: And then we get our own tropical island. That's exactly it'll be like an episode of Archer or something. Perfect. I'm in. I'm in. Someone start teaching me Spanish. Goddamn it. <clears throat> Let's go. I'll, I'll go get my Beretta right now.
0: Damn. All right. All right. Uh, I'm uh, going to go to uh, go order Rosetta Stone right now. Hold on. Go take that shit, over. bro.
1: Nah, man, you're you're up in New Jersey. Like we'll, we'll just scoop up Joey Diaz, and we'll go down there.
3: Oh fuck yeah!
1: Oh, it's all good, man. We got Joey. He's gonna force
0: feed me shrooms if we take him. He's gonna be like, "Come here, cocksucker! Take these." All right.
1: Coco's got this, man. He's he's got this. <laughs> Joey's got this. <laughs> Oh man dude this oh like all I can think about is we're over here talking about like all these different uh kind of roguish world leaders like like the gallery of rogues man they like, like, oh these these dudes man, all the despots but but are they we you know well if you think about that how in the United States, like we we label all these different world leaders as like good and bad, based on what? If you think about it. Think about it. Like it. What is it based on? Like it's based on on however our government sees these other world leaders. Like were were they really that bad? When you compare it to some of the things that, especially like what we see coming out of Washington D.C. right now, dude. You know, like. You you can't say, so like, for example, um, uh, Gaddafi. It's like Gaddafi wasn't a good guy, okay? But at the same time, the guy wanted to get the all the oil-producing nations back on a gold standard. And he named off, you know, this. they're going to do this, they're going to do this, and they're going to do this. And that's why, you know, you had BP and you had the Clintons and, and you know, the yeah. whole establishment went in there overthrew him and killed him like they, they did that you know why did they why why did they wait to do it in syria they attempted to do it in syria because there's a big old pipeline that runs into europe they want to control over it like that that's what it is ukraine why why are they so insane over pushing all the stuff into ukraine because that's that's the waterloo, you know. Like is it bad That
6: all I could think of is you. Is the song insane in yeah. the membrane? Insane Ukraine. Oh yeah, fucking so stupid. I admit, regret saying that immediately.
1: No, I totally get it. That's that's you better. That's put that in your new thing,
6: thing, I'll do it's, something with it.
1: That's something. That's something the older folks in the audience they ain't gonna get. And and the Gen Z kids that, that probably aren't listening to this anyway, they'll never get that either. They'll never know. They'll they'll never know, man. They will never know what music is. swinging the miss. Dude. Gen Z, I feel bad for Gen Z, man. They like their music is shit. Two shit. minutes. Yeah. It's it's literal shit. Like, nah, gallery of rogues, man. Like, we need to do, it. we need, we need to, like, this coming year, we need to have a Halloween party. Where we each, we each dress up as a world leader. That would be, that, I feel like that would be gold.
4: I. Yep. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Absolutely. I call, I call Trudeau. And I can be Patriot Man's son. His illegitimate son.
0: I mean, I've always wanted you to call me daddy, so you know.
4: <laughs>
6: oh, oh, God. Oh, man.
3: Whoa.
6: Or do you prefer pop? These
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking done.
1: Oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh no!
0: And it's funny because this is a sober episode for me.
1: <coughs> oh man, to think I've I've only had one glass. I was I was feeling good by the end. I was I was sitting there listening to somebody else talk all about China, and I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm just gonna take this opportunity to drink." <laughs> it was good stuff. It was good stuff. If you haven't checked that out, by the way, big shout out to Stan, Joe, and the rest of all the guys on the Privy Council. We had Max Morton on. Uh, you know, if you, you follow any of stuff with Ford Observer, you'll know Max's uh, name and face. And we had the distinct honor of having him on. I really enjoy Max's take on things. And uh, his his thoughts and breaking down China and the the situation with how their developments with uh, pushing towards Taiwan and and uh, he had a lot of very interesting things to say about that and uh, you can catch all that I'm going to be putting that video up but uh, we have unfortunately hit our two hour limit. And, uh, guys, it has been a hell of a lot of fun and, and, uh, this podcast has been absolutely booming. So next week, real quick before we get shut off next week, we're not going to have an episode of sons of Liberty. Um, because I'm going to be teaching. However, the following week we will, and Lord willing, Lord willing, we will be on rumble. And at that point, that point, we're not going to be constrained to two hours. We can go really as long as we want to, you know, until they kick us off the internet. But uh, anyhow, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the New Horizons and thank all of you, seriously, for being along on this crazy ride that we've been on. Don't get black pilled about things, stay upbeat, and please, folks, learn to laugh at stuff. Enjoy some things. Enjoy the world. Not everything is all dark and evil, right? There's a lot of good stuff still to be had. Keep your head on straight. God bless. We'll talk to you again very, very soon. he Scout, out. <laughs>